Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Praise God. What a beautiful Sunday morning that we get to start our week in the presence of God that you can feel you can see and you can hear. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. You see, because we are apostolic, we are Pentecostal, this is an expectation that we have for every week, every Sunday. And to be honest with you, if that doesn't happen, we're disappointed. Because to enter into the Holy of Holies every week, to start your week is a privilege, it's an honor, and I'm glad that we have access to the Spirit of God. Wow, what a great place to be in, amen. If you're streaming and watching online, we welcome you to Old Town Temecula. God bless you that you could utilize technology if you could not be here in person that you could use, use the next best option, and that's to be with us digitally. So welcome to our online family, church family. Praise God. What a wonderful day. Brand new month. Amen. The month of festivities and giving and Christmas and all that goes with that. And I'm glad that I can start my December with you folks on Spirit Sunday. Oh, come on, somebody. This can be like, as I preach, this can be like someone's cue card. You just read my shirt and shout it out as I preach, and it might pump me up, and the spiritual endorphins might overtake me. Amen. While you're standing, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 4. Amen. I'm reading from the easy-to-read version this morning. I like kind of like the words that go here. And it says, for, or excuse me, rather, if you wait for perfect weather... You will never plant your seeds. If you are afraid that every cloud will bring rain, you will never harvest your crops. If you wait for perfect weather, translated, if you wait for that perfect moment, that perfect time, I'll do it when the kids get out of school, I'll do it when I retire. I'll do it when I work less. There's no perfect time. I want to preach to you on this subject. Rethink church. Rethink church. Heavenly Father, once again, I stand humbly and pure before your people. I pray that I am a vessel of honor that you would speak through today and that people of this church and our online viewers would receive a word, a rhema, that hope would be dispensed, the possibilities that you would speak to someone's life, that we would rethink the way we've done church personally, and that today will be the catalyst that would catapult me to a whole nother way I do church. Open up our ears, open up our spirits, let us not be distracted by the things of the world, But let us focus, God. Let us lean into the Holy of Holies for the next few minutes on the edge of our seat and hear your voice. 
Bless the hearer. Bless me as I speak in Jesus' name. If you receive that, would you shout back amen? Amen, amen. amen. God bless you for standing. You may be seated. Rethink church. A part of our DNA at True Vine is the push to have everyone serving to make this a better place. I'm a firm believer that if we are involved together, this becomes a better church. I also am of the opinion that everyone has value to offer the kingdom of God in this earthly kingdom. I don't think we can say, when I get it all together, I will offer God something. When I get it all figured out, I will give myself to God. When I get everything settled down and I'm not so worried and stressed, then I'm going to get involved. As the scripture says, there is no perfect time. The time to start is now. I believe everyone that's streaming today and everyone that's here in person, you have value to bring to the kingdom of God. Someone shout back, yes, I do. A sense of belonging is directly tied to one's contribution or service to the establishment, to the church. Buy-in power. You see, that's the difference between a renter and a homeowner. That's the difference between a renter car and your own car. There's something that you have there that you value. And so you go to great lengths to take care of it. You appreciate it because in most cases, You've worked very hard for it. In some cases, you have sacrificed for it. And you are invested in that car. You are invested in that property. It is what I call a pride of ownership. But when that happens in the material world or the marketplace, I have to ask myself the question. I have to ask you this morning, are you feeling the same way that you do in those areas when you come to the kingdom of God? I know we are in a church service, and I know we have a wonderful praise team. And God has called us together to do something for him that will outlast our lives. My message this morning is to rethink church. What you thought church is, what you thought church ought to be. Maybe in some cases the way that you grew up, what you thought church was. But I'm preaching to some wonderful people today to ask you to consider into vesting into the kingdom of God and help and make a difference here in the Temecula Valley. There should come a time in your tenure as you serve God that you should move away from serve us to service. Mm, that's powerful. Someone needs to read that on their own. You see, when we first come to church, and I understand there's a lot of areas that we need help in. What am I going to get? What's in it for me? How am I going to be fed? How am I, my needs going to be met? What about my children? What about my marriage? What about my soul? I get that, and that is a part of church. But I said there comes a time in your tenure as you walk with God and you live for God that Sundays is not what am I going to get on Sunday, but Sunday is where am I going to serve and help make a difference in someone else's life, in someone else's marriages, in someone else's home. I'm not coming on Sundays to gimme, gimme, gimme. I'm coming on Sundays to give, give, give. Why? Because I know I have something to offer that can make God's earthly kingdom a better place because we are great people. Shout, I'm a great person. You see, the church then becomes a place to go, not to be served, but to serve. If there's a joy in giving, and it's better, it's more blessed to give than receive. How do you reconcile that in your natural mind? Most young people, 
kids would say it's more blessed to get than to give. How, how do you put your arms around more blessed to give than to receive? I think the analogy that fits best in my head for a description is that I am in a position that I could give to you to bless you, so I am so blessed, and it's more blessed that I can give because God has blessed me to be in a spot to give. So there I understand it's more blessed to give. So if I'm not giving, am I blessed? Food for thought. If I'm not contributing, am I bringing value to the establishment? I, I grew up in the secular world. That's most of my life. I was self-employed. Before that, I worked a regular job and had to be there at a certain time, and I had responsibilities. But if I didn't contribute, Brother Gustavo, to the establishment, and in their words, words, if they couldn't make money off me, I was of no value to them. I had to contribute. I had to produce. I had to make a difference. I had to make the company better. And what they were really worried about, I had to make the company money. And when you stop making the establishment money, you are of no value to them. So when I kind of segue back into who I am in my life in the kingdom of God, coming from the marketplace into ministry, into the kingdom, am I bringing value to the kingdom of God here in Old Town Temecula, in the Temecula Valley, or am I here to get, get, get? Again, let me clarify myself. Let me bring understanding to somebody. There are times that it is right for you to get, get, get. But the longer that you serve God, you should be giving, 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 because God has put your life together. He has rearranged the dots. He, mm, somebody help me here. And if I live my whole life getting, 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 somewhere in my mind, I haven't fully developed into who God wants me to be. Mm, that's good preaching. Come on, somebody. I, I wish I could flip this off and turn on it's in Spanish, but I didn't think about that. But I've decided, and I want us to decide, I'm not going to always be a taker. But there are times you have to be. Little kids are takers. They, they don't know anything else. But as they grow older, they become a little bit of both. And when they're young, they don't even share. Everything is theirs. It doesn't matter if they bought it or if they can even use it. They own it, and they cry if you touch it. But thankfully, the kids know they grow out of that stage too. What about your service to the kingdom of God? Where are you in your relationship to the kingdom of God? If it's more blessed to give, am I at a point in my life that I'm giving back to the kingdom of God? You see, when I come on Sunday, you're going to say, I know you're the pastor, you're supposed to say that, but just stay with me. I get excited, Brother Williford, because I want to come and give back and change someone's life. Ask the pastoral staff. Often I tell them on Sunday mornings, come on, we're going to go next door and we're going to change someone's life. What a position to be in, a value that God trusts me, that I can live at a level to help change someone's life. If I was give me, give me, give me, what am I going to get out of it? At some point, I would outgrow that and then church becomes boring. Why? Because, oh, I didn't get nothing today. How many times have you raised your kids, and maybe you're raising kids now, and they're kind of close in age, and on the birthdays of one of them, you have to buy a gift for the other one because they're going to cry and ruin the day, right? My sister, my wife and her sister are how many months apart? 14 months. My daughter and her sister are how many months apart? 
My daughter-in-law, you been in here? Twelve. Twelve? All right, she's in here. Praise God. And we thank the Lord for that. But the closer they are, Sister Rose, Sister Rosie, how many times did you have to calm down the one that wasn't their birthday or buy them something to, in my words, shut them up so they don't ruin the party? Here, you got something too, honey. Everybody's a winner. Blue ribbons for everybody. Hey. 44 years, see? Every August, Sister Rose has to buy two gifts because one's crying. Which one do you think is crying, folks? Never mind. Back to my notes. Re- here, 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 here. Let me refocus. Rethink church. And so I have to propose to you this morning, there's a brand new year coming, and I want you to rethink your contribution to 2022. I want you to think, am I kind of a taker and a giver? Am I a taker? Am I an all giver? Or are there areas that I could do more? You see, here's the thing about the secular world. I know that best. But if you just do the minimum, you don't really get ahead in the secular world. It's people that are out there pushing and working longer hours and pounding pavement and shaking trees and pounding sand and making things happen. Those are the ones that are getting ahead. Those are the top producers, not the ones just skating by working eight to five. But when they went to work in that trade, they said, you know what? I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to take my family places that nobody else could take their families. And they're motivated. But I want to challenge us this morning that when we come into the presence of God, the things of God, how many times do we leave that attitude hanging in the marketplace and we come to church as just a bystander a saint in the pew someone here that just comes hey i got some good friends we high five worship was great i was inspired by the message let's tackle another week no my friend i'm trying to submit to you this morning that 2022 you need to rethink how you do church what could you do to contribute to make this place a better place The natural or learned skill set that makes you money in the marketplace, I say bring that to the table for the glory of God. God did not bless you with that ability to benefit Egypt, instead to enhance his kingdom and allow you to make a living in the process. Did you catch that? You're making a living in the process. God blessed me with these natural abilities, the skill set, the talents. And if I'm spending them all on the secular world, if I'm spending them all in Egypt and I'm not bringing them into the promised land after God has saved me, I'm wondering if I'm missing something. So today I want you to understand this message is calling all workers. This message is calling all managers. This message is calling all business owners. And yes, this message is calling all retirees to a place of service in this local church to prove my point i want you to move your eyes to the screen and see if you get a nudge from god what is the next step in your life now did anybody get a word from god My preaching is not in vain, saith the Lord. All right, we good? I'm saying let's rethink church. The Gospel of John chapter 2, we know the story, the first miracle of the New Testament in Jesus' ministry. He told the servants that we need water, and he had to turn the water into wine. But watch this. Somebody had to go get water. 
Jesus didn't go get it. In fact, he didn't even want to do what his mother told him to do. She just walked off as the mother said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And then so somebody, watch me now, had to go get water to make the miracle happen. Somebody had to service the need. Somebody had to service the miracle. In John chapter 14, he wants to feed the 5,000. Somebody has to be a part of the miracle and service the need. Here's a lunch my mom sent me, sent with me. Chased back to the point of origin to the mother when she was that morning making lunch. I don't think, there's no way she could have known this lunch is going to be in the Bible and it's going to be an amazing miracle and it's going to feed 5,000. So I better bring, send a little lunch with my son. No, I'm worried about my son. I don't know about the other 4,999. But watch this. When there was a need, somebody helped service the need. It would have been a whole other story. That little boy said, no, my mom said, I'm not supposed to share with strangers. I'm not even supposed to be talking to strangers. So who are you, sir? You want to raise the dead, he says? Then someone has to roll away the stone. Jesus needs servants. Again, I'm trying to move past serve us to service. He goes up there, Lazarus, the sisters there, hey, what about Lazarus coming forth? Somebody roll away the stone. The point is he needed someone to help facilitate or broker the miracle that Jesus just stood there that he did not do. Maybe he could have went and got water. Maybe he could have rolled the stone away. Maybe he could have fed the 5,000 out of a branch off, off a tree. But the point is there was always somebody tethered to the miracle that had to help broker the part of a service. that They had to be involved. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying how about we rethink church and wonder how am I going to be involved in 2022. We're down to four weeks or so. A brand new year's coming. We're coming out of COVID. We're coming out of a pandemic. And maybe I haven't really got supercharged. Or maybe in the past, I could have served more and better or greater. But I pulled back just doing the minimum that I'm preaching to you this morning. Jesus said, I'll do what you can't do. But you must do what you can do. Jesus will do what I can't do. But hear me, folks. We as a church have to do what we can do. He doesn't populate the church. We pass out flyers. We advertise. We invite friends. We do things. And then he brings the anointing. He brings the multiplication. He brings the move of the spirit. But God is always involved and tethered to us. When I can't do what I can't do, he picks up. And at that point, he takes it to a whole nother level. So my question back to us as rethinking church, where in this local church are you serving and making a difference? An identifiable ministry. That yes, this is a legitimate contribution to make this place a better church. And there are a host of people, probably similar to myself, that you can do more than one thing at a time. It's called a multitasker. I'm going to call it a super server. 
to where you could be serving in two or three areas because it's energizing and it's refreshing and you love it because I love this place. I love to serve. I love to make a difference. I love to see the smiles on their faces when they walk in. I love to high five people. I love to, to do the signs out front when they turn that corner. I want them to know that they are welcome. What am I doing? I'm serving. I'm making this a better place. So when people are coming in on the embryo stages of their relationship with God, I'm past here. I'm past to serve us. So there are going to always be some serve us people, but the majority of us are going to give service to those people. Again, workers, business owners, retirees, young adults, elevate. There's always some place in the kingdom of God to contribute. There's always some place. I like Martin Luther King's quote, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, do you do have to keep moving forward. So today I preached to you this morning about Rethink Church, about every one of our contributions in the service area, contributing to making the culture or the DNA of this church the best that it can be, that God would look down from heaven as he remarked about David, that's a church after my own heart. Everybody is serving. Everybody is happy. Everybody is contributing. Everybody seems glad. Everybody is excited about coming to church. Why? Because we're making a difference. We're not just going to stay saved. We're going to help somebody else get saved, and I'm going to have fun in the process. That's why I believe if you're not having fun living for God, you're doing something wrong. Oh, someone shout, come on. If you're not having fun living for God, you're doing something wrong. What I take from that, my mantra is, you know what? I've always been involved. And the more, Brother Nolan, I got involved, the more I wanted to get involved. And the more I wanted to make a difference, and the more I wanted to help raise the bar. And I'm preaching to some people, and you're streaming with me online, that you are on the job, and you have responsibilities, and people report to you, and you have sheets and data sheets, and you have reports, and you have quotas, and you a lot of moving parts, and you do an amazing job, and a lot of you make six figures a year on that skill set. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, you got to ask yourself, what am I doing in relation to that? There's always a place for someone to serve this. When you show up on Sunday morning, you think, hey, they got this all together. Yeah, we try to have it all together, but many hands makes light work. And so, well, there's no place for me. Yes, there is. So I say to you this morning to think, rethink church, if you can park a car, if you can give in an offering, if you can serve in kids' ministry, if you can play a guitar, if you can sing a song, if you can love somebody, if you can hold a welcome sign, if you can smile and greet someone, if you can roll away the stone, all raise the dead, Jesus said. You're waiting for the perfect moment to plant. It's not going to happen, my friend. It's a brand new year coming. I say, hey, today is the day that I step in and I step up and say, hey, I'm going to rethink church. It's not all about what I'm going to get out of it, but it's where I'm going to make a difference. And watch me, when I make a difference in some life and some ministry, God makes a difference in my life. It's replenishing. It's reciprocal because God will never be outgiven. God will never be 
outdone. And so regardless of your age, regardless of your tenure here, regardless of your knowledge of the word of God, you can still serve. Someone shout, I can serve. If you're watching online, type in the chat, I can serve. Come on, partner with me. Make this interactive. If they watched every cloud, the scripture says, they would never harvest. If they're waiting for the perfect weather to step out on faith, you wouldn't need faith. You only need faith because the cloud is in the sky. You only need faith because there's a giant. Now is the time to serve. Now is the time to contribute. Now is the time. In her book, Year of Yes, Sandra Rhimes writes about her epiphany she had on Thanksgiving Day 2013. I quote from the book now. You never say anything. You never say yes to anything. Six startling words, she quotes. That's the beginning. That's the origin of it all. My sister Dolores said six startling words and changed everything. She said six words, and now, as I write this, I have become a different person. You never say yes to anything. She didn't even say the six words that were startling. She muttered them. Her lips barely moving. You never say yes to anything. That's the premise of the book. A year of yes. So I submit to you this morning, what about 2022? For your personal life, not just in church. Let me help you become a better person. Let me help you become a larger than life person that 2022 becomes the year of yes. Do you find yourself saying no to a lot of things? But how about 2022 becomes a challenge in your marriage? 2022 becomes a a challenge on the job, in your personal life, in your home environment, in your relationship with God, in your contribution to the kingdom. Let's open the aperture. Let's zoom out a little bit and say, hey, 2022 is going to be the year of yes for me. Rather than me start off, no, I'm going to start off, yes, I'm going to see how I can make this work. I understand you can't say yes to everything. But if I enter into the new year with a whole different mindset, Anthony, that I'm going to try to find ways to say yes. Hey, honey, you want to do this? Hey, honey, you want to try this? Hey, honey, let's serve in this area. If you turn the corner into 2022 and say, I'm doing my best to find ways to say yes. It's easy to be negative. It's easy to cut something down. It's easy to be critical. It's easy to be condescending. That probably comes natural with people. But to say, I'm going to find reasons to say yes to the kids, to the job, to God, to the leadership, to the church, to my neighbors. I'm going to look and live a year of yes. And I'm going to see, like she said here in her book, Shonda Rhimes, it changed her life. At Thanksgiving Day of 2013, when her sister told her, you never say yes to nothing. 
And if we're honest with ourselves, how many of us have been telling God no? How many of us have time or energy or thoughts or possibilities in our spirit that say, God, if I was doing that, I would have done this. If they ask me to do this, if they need me, they'll ask me. You know what? To be honest with you, we don't live in the secular world that way. If we were unemployed laying on the couch, we're like, hey, if they need me, they'll call me. Woo, baby, hand me the remote. If they, they'll, no, we don't live like that. So to put that twisted perspective on God and the church is not fair because you don't live your life that way. What do we do? We get out there now, it's more digital. We're marketing ourselves. We're getting on LinkedIn. We're getting on social media. We're on a website, Glass Ceiling. There's all kinds of things out there to market yourself. But we're doing it. That company's not finding my IP address and popping up an ad on my screen, on my computer, or my mobile device. No, I'm looking out to make a difference. So I'm being aggressive. I'm being the aggressor to change my life or to change my family's trajectory. But I, I pastor long enough. Too often we come into the kingdom and we think, well, if they need me, they'll ask me. If they don't ask you, they must not need you. No, that's, that's, that's not right thinking. Why do you say that, Pastor? Because you don't live your life that way. You can't put that layer on God and live the rest. So all I'm saying here is that I want you to consider 2022 a year of yes. And you say, well, what am I going to do? I'm not very good at this. I'm not very good at that. You're good at something. I want you to take a look at this video. Turn your eyes to the screen and watch this. into some pictures this morning. Come on, somebody. I'm the greatest pitcher in the world. My point is you're great at something. Maybe you're not the greatest batter. Maybe you're not the greatest Sunday school teacher. Maybe you're not the greatest youth pastor. Maybe you're not the greatest greeter. But where are you the greatest? And there's a host of us that are great in multiple positions. And if you're serving in one position, you're great. And there's others you're great in also. 
I'm praying that this still becomes a year of yes. That in your relationship with God, that you will find ways to say yes. That some of you would be so connected that you would come to a leadership, the church office, Pastor Mark, Pastor Nolan, say, you know what? I want to help. I don't know what you need. I don't know what needs to be done. You guys know, but I'm available. And I'm the greatest pitcher in the world. And you don't know that because I've never made myself available. I've never come out of the dugout. I've never come to a practice. I've never got down off the bleachers, but I'm the greatest pitcher in the world. And our natural tendency, Brother Tim, is we don't promote ourselves. But I'm here challenging this church to make 2022 a year of yeses. I want you to grab your mobile device. As I was preaching this morning, you should have got a text from the church. Everybody grab your mobile device. Did you get a text from me as I preached? I'm a multitasker. I'm a pitcher and a hitter. I want you to click that link. Okay? Is there anybody that did not get a text during church? I have a paper text for you. Brother Chavez, anybody did not get a text, I want you to click on that link and go to it. You can only go so far, and then I'll have to talk to you. Did you not get a text? Raise your hand. Brother Chavez, I have paper text for you. I'm going old school. A couple of these young kids, you didn't, hey, you guys didn't get text. You're on their phones all the time. What? Okay, you, you only need a little piece of paper if you didn't get a text. Okay? You didn't get anything? All right. Everybody else? If you follow the thread to that text, there's two options I want you to check. One of two. I want to serve. I want to serve more. I want you to know what's conspicuous missing is I do not want to serve. Come on, you're the greatest pitcher in the world. You have to check a box. Take a moment. Follow the thread. Is it letting you move forward on the text? Okay. Just follow that. Who else needs, who else needs a paper text? All right, I'll, bring, I'll come to you. That's okay. Hey, you should tell the young people. They said, we don't have our phones. You need to teach a class to the young people. We don't have our phone. Okay. I want you to sign up. Okay. Again, listen to me. Remember, this coming year is a year of yes. You can find ways to say no, easy, effortless. No, I'm trying to challenge this church. To say yes. I'm looking for some of the greatest pitchers in the world. Take your time. Follow the thread. Brother Chavez, if you'll loop back around and collect those yellow cards. If, if anybody needs a pen for the paper text. Okay. You need a pen? Okay. Somebody help me quickly. I need a few pens.
Hey, don't do your playlist. You're supposed to be on the text. Come on. I don't even know if that's a gospel song. I, okay, two choices. Two choices. I want to serve. I want to serve more. So if you're asking yourself the question, like one of these smart aleck high school kids asked me, what if I already serve? Then you have to choose, I want to serve more. It's not rocket science. This isn't 12th grade material. If you already serve, then you have to check the second box. Claudio, we're good? Pastor Nolan, help them this week. Here, I tried to make it a little fun, but I'm serious. I, I, we need everybody, all hands on deck. In the qualifications of serving, the lowest point of service entry level is a graduate from our Next Steps class. What is Next Steps? It's a class that we're doing a week from Saturday, two weeks from yesterday, that qualifies you to serve as a member of this church. Okay? I want you to hear me, so get all of our paper texts collected. Those of you that are working the digital system, all that will make it to me is follow the thread. Okay? Again, the objective, a year of yes. Okay, so let me have your attention, then I'm going to pray for us, okay? We're going to have an altar call. On the 18th of December, two weeks from yesterday, we're going to have a next steps class. For you to serve here, prerequisite to membership, your next step is to complete this class on December the 18th. The Savages, if you'll stand, please, Brother and Sister Savage. Okay? They coordinate all the sign-ups. They communicate, and you say, oh, I've already heard from them. Okay, that's fine. If you've not heard from them and you've never been through Next Steps, I want to give you a little invitation bookmarker. Pastor Chavez has them. If you've not ever seen this and you've never been through Next Steps, raise your hands. I want to put this in your hand, and I'm going to talk to you for a minute. Okay, right here, Brother Chavez. Okay. Have her next to Sister Dolores. Okay. If you've never seen or... Oh, Brother Savage. Okay, I'm sorry. Brother Savage up here. Back there. Okay, Sister Savage. If you've never seen the bookmark or you've never been to the class, I want to talk to you for a second, then I'm going to pray for us. Okay. The front of it, so glad you came today. On the back of it, grow with us, serve with us, connect with us. Okay, those of you that have the blue card, the rest of you been through this already? That will be safe to assume, yes? Okay, let me talk to the few with the blue card. A week, two weeks from yesterday, nine o'clock in the youth chapel. I'll be teaching the first class. It's the DNA of our church. How did I end up here? Why did I sell my business? Why did I walk off the marketplace and jump completely full-time in the ministry? Put it in the Old Testament language. Why did I leave 
the courts of Pharaoh in Egypt and go to pursue my calling on the backside of the desert. I tell my story. We're going to serve you lunch. It's following 8 o'clock, or I'm sorry, 9 o'clock, and then there's three classes. There's only four classes that day, and then there's a list that you're eligible to serve in, okay? Again, 2022, the year of what? Somebody shout it. Yes. The year of yes. So those of you that have this, I'm asking you the question, will you show up on December the 18th at 9 o'clock? There's your answer on the board. So I felt that I kind of slipped that one in on you. I'm sorry. Because I'm wanting this to be a great place for God to return and a great place for people to be connected and a great place for people to be loved. And I understand that we cannot do it by ourselves. Nobody's that great. Nobody's that good. Nobody's that smart. But when you put us together, it's called the body of Christ. And we are an amazing family that can do anything. So on the back of that is a number. Brother and Sister Savage, you can talk to them. Those of you, maybe there's, I know there's a handful of you. They've already contacted you. They do a great job. But again, I'm trying to poise our church for 2022 to be the year of yes. And whatever that means on a corporate level, whatever, Brother Gustavo, that means on a building, Brother Juan, Whatever that means on a building, the year, God, it's got to be the year of yes. And when God says yes, we all say yes. I'm looking for reasons in 2022 to say yes. Whatever I'm dealing with, whatever I'm counseling, whatever I'm trying to figure out, how can we say yes to make this work? That's my first go-to question. I'm going to do that corporately, but I'm wanting you to do it personally. I'm wanting you to do it in your home. You guys look good up here, but listen to me. I want you guys doing something too. Serving somewhere. Okay? Okay. You say, well, I'm too young. I rely on my parents. Well, then... Wake your parents up at 6 a.m. on Sunday. Come on, I got to go to work. I can't be late. Do whatever you got to do. What did Martin Luther King say? If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. If you can't drive, get your parents to take you to church. Take the bus. There. Sister, how old are you, sister? You told me. 87? 86. I'm sorry, I overshot. Take the bus. And she would. There you go. What else? Dial a ride. Hey, I got one. Sister Durant's will come get you. I'm busy studying. I'm in the Holy of Holies. I can't come get you. Hey, here's a good one. They're not here. Pastor Mark will come get you. <laughs> Some of you are thinking, yeah, right. I'm kind of thinking the same thing a little bit. But anyway, my point is do what you got to do to say yes. Amen. Let's stand this morning. Let me pray. You're here today. You got a need in your life. Maybe you didn't think the service and message was going to go this way. Now's your time. 
I'm going to pray. I'm going to anoint us. I'm going to open the altars. Pastoral team, ministers of this church, would you join me down front? I want you to help me take care of God's people, all the needs. And we've got four and a half, uh, three and a half, four weeks. We're gonna, I'm finding ways to say yes. Hey, here's one. Hey, Pastor, when we start in the Spanish church, when we're relaunching, I'm finding ways to say yes. I can give you reasons why I can't figure it out. No, 2022 is a year of yes. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to relaunch. But if you need prayer, there's a situation in your life, you need to be anointed with oil. You just say, I just want to find a corner with God. Please leave me alone. Then come down here. Wherever you're standing might be an altar for you, might be a pew. But I want to bless us before we start our week. Heavenly Father, in your holy name, I anoint every hearer online, in person, that the message God will radiate in their spirit that 2022 is yes, a year of yes. And I pray if anybody here, God, is hurting and weary and well-doing, any weary travelers, God, that we preached about in the house today, that they will come forth and be anointed and be refilled and re-strengthened, God, and empowered to start a brand new week in the holiday season. I anoint their steps, God, as they make their way down to this altar. God, that you will meet them here. We'll anoint them and bless them. Every hearer of this message, God, let it motivate them, God, to do something for you in the kingdom. I bless everybody. I anoint everybody. I protect everybody with health and prayers. In Jesus' name, I do these things. Amen. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.